What's this new track? Uh, uh. Let's go. Let's go. KO Condo. Let's go. Let's go. Hey. That doesn't get you excited for 2021. I don't know what is, man. Let's go. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KO'd Convo. This is the first episode of 2021, man, and I'm going into this year with such high spirits, such high positivity, high hopes. You know, all that, all that jazz. And we got some uh, established guests on here today. But before I get to them, I want to ask you guys, what are your goals? What are your dreams for 2021? You know, cheesy as it sounds, what do you hope to gain from 2021? Because we are getting supercharged for 2021. Pun intended, because that's the name of that track. And uh, I'm super pumped. Let's go. Let's go. So I got my man, uh, Daisy Adaby and my man, Will Fairbanks, back on the show today. Um, and we go into so much. This is a long episode, so bear with us. But you know what? I am super pumped. I am super excited to have these guys back on for the first episode of 2021. So without further ado, let's take a quick, quick break break as we normally do and then here uh here we go excited for you guys to listen All right, welcome back to the KO'd Convo, first episode of uh, 2021, and we got some got some established guests back on the podcast. They were they both been on earlier on their own separate episodes, but now uh, we decided it would be pretty cool to do a joint episode here. I got Will Fairbanks, Daisy Adaby, boys. How are we feeling? Go ahead, Daisy. How you feeling? Uh, I'm doing well, man. Uh, thanks for having me back on, Keenan. Got to start off with that. And it's 2021, ready to go get it. Hey, say I'm good, man. Very blessed. Thank you, Keenan, for having me on, bro. Um, I love being on last time, and I'm excited. You know, when I when we talked about doing this again, man, I was boosted. So you know, what I'm saying thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And r- right off the bat, I mean. Obviously, 2020 was just <laughs> insane ass year, especially especially towards the end of it. But um, but hey, I mean, new year, right? New goals, new possibly new lifestyles, uh, things of that nature. Uh, early predictions for 2021, man. Both of you guys, just what what are you hoping for? What are you dreaming for? Anything? So I'll leave. Um... Man, honestly, bro, and this is the way that, like, I've been, this is how I took 2020, you know, like, it's one day at a time for me, 
um, because we don't even know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have in my mind that, oh, it's 2021, shit is gonna be gravy. Like, that's not in my mind, you know what I'm saying? It's the same mentality. It's one day at a time, one step at a time, you know? Um, we gonna pray for the best and we gonna keep working. Um, so I have goals and I'm gonna work towards them, like regardless of what happens, because 2020 showed us more than any other year that, you know what I'm saying? We not really in control of anything. All we can do is what we can do. So, you know, that's my mentality on it. For sure. He's, pre- he's preaching on that one for sure. I and No, I need to hear that actually. I think for me, it's so tough. The new year is always so tough for me. So my birthday is the 20th of January. So around this time, I always get to the point where I'm like thinking so deeply of like, what am I trying to, you know what I mean? What am I trying to get for the new year? What am I trying to get for my, my new, you know what I mean? So it's literally a new year for me every time around January. That's so right. it's like, it's like double, I don't know. It's weird for me. Cause it's like double the mindset. And I, I need to equip more of a mindset like Will, like, you know, we're not in control. It's, it's every day. Cause I, I'm really someone, you know, I like to set, you know, longer term goals. And then that helps me grind day to day to get those. But I think more of like daily goals and stuff is something that I'm definitely trying to work on in 2021 for sure. Yeah. I mean, 2020 has taught us anything, man. Just take, take uh take every day as best you can <laughs> like because right. no one you have no idea what's what's gonna happen um but for me i think uh, i mean 2020 is already or 2021 excuse me has already gotten off to a pretty good start for me at least you know just a, a bit of a mindset right i gotta i was telling daisy this i gotta got hired as a full-time sports reporter down in Southeast Ohio. Yo, that's dope, bro. That's dope, bro. Those are hard positions to come by, bro. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Let me tell you that. Let me tell Look you that. Look at you. And you even sound like a sports reporter. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you, Bob. <laughs> hey, bro, that little blue cap is going right over your head when I edit Whatever. this video. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Congrats, Um, Keenan. That's big, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, I mean, Will, Deji and I have always had these conversations where he would be the coach and then I would be the sideline reporter interviewing him during, like, timeouts and stuff. So so it's – it might take us – it might take us a minute to get there, but uh, but but once we – We'll get there. We'll we'll get there for sure. Your life is a testimony to that right now. It's just like – Y'all are um, doing it, practicing, and now you you're doing it. You got the job for sure, for sure. Um, well, I I do want to tell you though. I think you ended 2020 on a very positive note in terms of production, in terms of your work. Um, I want to talk about uh, your uh, short film, most recent short film. But before that, I also want to talk about boy. And let me tell you that that snow in the city film was hard. Dang it. That was that was tough. That was nuts. Dang, that was dang. Nuts. I appreciate that. That's love. Yeah, I mean, because it was, I mean, it was pretty short, but it like just captured so much, especially in just like a, a city like Columbus, where you know it doesn't snow too often. I mean, did was that just kind of a spur of the moment thing, or were you just like? I, yeah, that was really running gun. But before I jump into that, I want I want to speak to Daisy real quick. Um, Go for it, bro, Daisy. You have 
all the potential in the world, bro. I, from the moment I met you, I'm like, this dude is charismatic. This dude is smart. This dude is determined. This dude is intentional. Don't, my advice to you would be, don't think too much. Like you already got it, bro. Like it's already in you. And now all you got to do is, I agree, it is the big picture, bro. Like seeing that big picture is key, but it's every day, every decision, every thought, which is, seems like it's small, but those small things are going to get you to that big thing. So don't become overwhelmed with the big picture. You know what I'm saying? No, I get like, that's little. You wouldn't even know how much I needed to hear that. No, real talk. That's bro, deep. I believe in you, bro. Like I, you were in my first, you were in my first short. You know what I'm saying? Frankie, get like, your grinning asshole, Frankie. Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> that's so <laughs> he's cheesing. This man cheesing. That's that was funny. A funny. No, no, no I just wanted to speak to that. No, that's real and, and I think going kind of what Ken was saying, talking about your shorts, like it was pretty cool being in your first one because yes, it was an assignment. So it was, it was an assignment for your senior uh, project. So that was obviously something you had to do, but every day we were recording, I mean, it was even times we just chill, talk about it, not record. And you could just see you kind of in that like flow mindset and just, you, you, it almost be kind of out of body for you once you, once the everything gets flowing and setting up. So that was, from my perspective, I'm like, he's got a cast of people who never acted before, ever, and then he's just getting them right and young too. Like I mean, I think that's the coolest part about it. And I yeah, saw it in you. Like, well, hey, well. Well, this is the second time your phone gone off when we be interviewing, dog. I don't know what it is with bro. you and my podcast, bro. He's trying to get plays. He got productions, man. He trying to make. No, this plays. is what it is. So, <laughs> at some point, I I linked my phone to my computer. So whenever oh, I get a call, okay. like my phone is on silent right now. I can't. I don't know if y'all can see that. It's on silent right now, <laughs> but it don't matter because it comes to my computer. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Everybody out there listening, stop calling me, bro. I'm just messing with you. No, but the KO podcast, like y'all need to give me some time, you know. Um, No, but I think it's awesome that we have all of us uh, uh, have each other in our corner because I think we're such us three are such motivated individuals that are really doing very well in the professions that we want to go to and and for like i said for uh, some of us it may take us longer right to get right. there and that's fine right we're all on our own timeline we're all on our own journey um but yeah uh, deji brought up a really good point about that flow mindset and deji as uh, and myself as as athletes we talk about this uh, flow mindset where everything is like perfect and it's almost like it it slows down for you. And it's so cool, I think, that Deji brought it up, watching other people in their profession mm-hmm. doing what they do, but watching them have that flow mindset and watching them in flow is pretty spectacular, Deji, wouldn't you think? Yeah, it's it's honestly unreal. Whenever I'm around people, I mean, I always try to analyze it. And not a knock to anybody, but you see people in a profession that are like, all right, they're good at it, but it's something that's missing, you know? And then you see people that do what they do or what they're good at. And then it's like, they just get lost in it. Like, it's just so, it's almost so easy and simple for them. And they don't even realize how easy they're making it on themselves. You know what I mean? Like I said, Will, for example, Will setting up the plays, like he wasn't, he, I swear, like if you were there, like you wouldn't even, 
you'd be like, Will's not even really, you know, doing this, but he's just, it's just so easy for it. Just like when we used to do our uh, practice interviews, like, I, you know, you'd be like, all right, they just out of nowhere, just start asking questions mm-hmm. and then great questions. And you know what I mean? And it's just like, it just flowed off. The same thing is like when I'm, when I'm coaching or when I'm helping the player, like, it's almost like after the workout's done or after the game's done, I'm like, dang, that always happened. You know, that just happened to me. And that going off that my senior year at Ohio Wesleyan, I learned from Coach DeWitt. He told me, he said, always make sure you take a moment and just kind of look around, kind of grasp everything because, you know, you get in that flow mindset and you kind of lose yourself. But if you take that quick five seconds and just take everything in, like those are memories that'll stick with you, you know? That's real. You don't yeah. you don't like pay attention. It goes by, and you're like, dang, your life goes by. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're because once once you're doing what you love, you know, and Keenan, you're about to really start doing it because you're getting paid now to do what you love. It's like you're gonna be in that state often. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't, I agree 110. percent If you don't take that moment to step back and say, dang, and appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I see, I see it like the Avatar state. I don't know if y'all have seen Avatar The Last Airbender. Come on, but- oh, come on now. Come on now. Why, why are you disrespecting <laughs> us like that, Kenny? <laughs> like he the only one tapped in. Well, you know, oh, that, oh, y'all know what it is. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Yo, y'all know the, what it is. No, the minute, the minute, hey, to start with, the minute that thing dropped on Netflix, I was binging in a heartbeat. The, the whole damn thing, bro. There, that's a beautiful show. You know, shout out to the makers of uh, Avatar, you know, the sponsors of the podcast. Like, no, I'm joking. Soon. I'll be doing that sometimes. I'll be like, yeah, you know, my sponsors, you know, but it's like that. It's like the Avatar state, you know, and just like Aang, boy, didn't know he was in it. He come out of it like, whoa, <laughs> I just did that. They'd be like, wow, did you just see what you like? I don't know. You know, um, so it's good to always take that step back and, you know what I'm saying, analyze it and and honor it. And, yeah, you know, honor it, that's big. You know? That's yeah, yeah, I know, absolutely. It's certainly, uh, it's certainly something to appreciate, um, especially about life now. Uh, I, I do want to switch gears, though, a little bit. And, and Will, your most recent short film was... Yes absolutely amazing um and i know daisy brought this up because he he really wanted to talk about it and, and how really well it it uh it turned out um Appreciate that. just talk a quick uh quick sec about i mean your your process and how much bigger you wanted to go on a project like this um so like process of making that so recently i was working corporate um, I know Deja, you know this. I used to work at Chipotle, um, the corporate office, and um, the niggas fired me. So they, they did. <laughs> That's what happened, you know. <laughs> um, they they fired me. They let the kid go, you know. Um, I can't say that I blame them. I can't say that I was upset about it, you know. I, it was time. You know, it's one of them things where you like, you know, it's coming. You're like, oh, yeah, I know that I'm not doing as well as I should be here. Like they'd be remiss to not have a conversation with me. You know what I'm saying? We never had no like correctional um, conversations, but they just I got the call one day. Long story short, I'm not at Chipotle anymore. Right. And um, as we know, we're all college graduates here. We're 
able bodies to get another gig. Like I could do that, you know, but um, while I was there, I took some time and I was saving my bread and I'm at the place. I'm at a place where I can take some time and just focus. Right. And I figure if I don't do it now, then when am I going to do it? You know, a lot of times people wait for the perfect opportunity to pursue what they feel they're called to do. It's like, oh, no, it's got to be like this. It's got to look like this. I can't do it. And right now my mentality is just like, yo, go for it. And, you know, by the grace of God, the vision that I've been granted is, you know, just work, 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 make as much product as you can. And um, obviously if you do it enough, over time you get better, right? So the work that y'all just saw that I just put out was a byproduct of all the work that I've done over time you know what i'm saying it's an example of me just getting better and um honestly that shoot was i i felt i've been feeling really inspired you know i didn't see the the laying off as like this woe is me kind of thing i saw it as like a, all right this is your opportunity and um from there it's just like let's shoot you know and yeah. the whole idea and the the inspiration was to um and it's still that is to come out with these shorts and to put as much pack as much dope content into, you know, one to three minutes as possible because everyone's on Instagram right now. That's the go-to, you know, people's attention span is like, all right, this is cool. What's next. So, you know, I've just been building and putting these, um, this content into the tank and that shoot, honestly, and I appreciate because I, I recognize the growth as well. You know what I'm saying? It's not one of the things like, oh, y'all niggas like you, you know, heightened. Like I've definitely taken the time, like we are talking about, to step back and say, wow, this is better than my old stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say too, Will. Okay. One thing that I noticed with you over time is so I know Spike Lee's like one of your biggest mentors, you know what I mean? Not- and you've kind of taken and I think anything, any profession you do, you need to, you know, research and look into what got people uh, successful. But I think the thing that you've done is you've kind of taken certain shots and angles. Like, you know, you watch the Spike, you watch any movie, you like Spike Lee produced this. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I think you've kind of created your own sauce where it's like, yeah, okay, he might have taken this from Spike, taken this from Tarantino, but like, this is Will Fairbanks. You know what I mean? This is a Will type thing. And that's what happens. You take those things and you make them your own. That shoot took me like two hours to, to do, you know? Yeah, me and my boy, the, the, the dude in it, Jersey, shout out Jersey, son. Um, he, and he's actually, side note, he's another person that you should talk to, Keenan. Like, he's just, he's really insightful. He has a, he has a nice following. It'd be good for, you know what I'm saying, what you're doing. So, um, but he's the homie and... I called him. I was like, hey, bro, let's shoot. What are you doing today? And he's like, nothing. I was like, all right, get dressed. Let's shoot. And we went out. It was snowing. You know, a lot of things is like you got to stay ready so you don't got to get ready. Like the snow was just by happenstance. And it was like, oh, it's a blessing. Let's go shoot in it. But we drove around the city, you know, and I had some ideas already plotted in my mind. And the idea is to make like these, like I said, these shorts that are like commercial style that kind of showcase my style of shooting. Um, it showcases, you know, um, my insight on what I'm doing, but at the same time, it's short. So that that's the inspiration behind it. It's and the second. Are we talking about the second one? Or are we talking about the first one? We're talking about 
Both. I Both. mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, so the first one was like a standalone, and I I got some inspiration from like Nike. You know how they're like Nike commercials have those. It's like lifestyle, you know. And I mm-hmm. want to present Torp as a lifestyle brand. Of course, the main fuel, the main drive right now is film, you know, because that's what I'm able to do. That's that's my heart. But Torp is the way that people live their lives. You know what I'm saying? So I'm presenting that in these different types of um, pieces that I'm putting together, like the one with the girl who's at the who goes to the corner store. You know, she grabs the Arizona like lifestyle. I'm thinking people have seen Arizona's people have been in the corner store. People have seen Doritos on the shelf. People have seen hot Cheetos. People have seen honey buns. People have seen, you know what I'm saying? The life of corner stores. And then she goes and she hops in an Uber. And at the same time, we showcase the homies work, you know, where he's like, Oh, you listen to music. And she's like, yeah, that I got some music for you. So while I am doing my thing, I'm also sourcing up and coming talent that I believe in as well. Like Jersey's music is featured. Imani is an up and coming entrepreneur influencer. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm just reaching for, for the resources that are around me. Um, and, and producing and doing what I love to do. So I'm glad that y'all, you know, identify with it. Thank you for the love. I appreciate that. It keeps me going, man. So, yeah. Yeah, no. And, and I remember last time when we talked about Torp as a lifestyle brand, and that's really what it's, what, what it's becoming because you also have your, uh, these little sessions on Instagram, Torp Speaks or what, or I think yeah, that's Torp what you call it. Um, Inspirational. Yeah, yeah, a little inspirational talks, talks, you know what I'm saying? Right. Will Fairbanks, motivational speaker, you know? Um, but no, it's, it, it's, uh, it's amazing what you do. And they were just, I mean, the, the corner store one, just kind of I like the city or the snow in the city one really like took my breath away. But then all of a sudden I see the, the girl in the corner store and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, tough. just like the editing on that was, was absolutely nuts. Um, but so I mean, yeah, that was just that was. We got more coming, bro. We got more coming. I'm um actually shooting one tomorrow. The whole idea is to, because right now we know content is king in the world of um in the social verse. You know what I'm saying? And coming up and doing what you want to do as like an entrepreneur, you got to have a lot of content. So I'm working to do one like every week. Have some piece of content every week where I'm just showcasing what I'm doing. And um, also, side note, those Torp Talks, man, what I want to do is I want to have that same format, but do it with other people. So, like, you're in Columbus, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so, like, I'd come to your spot, you know, set up the lights. You get, we, again, you have, like, a minute, and you you have a subject that you want to talk about. Boom. Clean, we out the door. Same thing with you, Deja. You you're not too far away from me. You know no, what I'm saying? So exactly. That's another thing, you know what I'm saying, that I'm working on that it'd be dope to have y'all involved in because I see what y'all doing and I believe in what y'all doing as well. So it's all no about more, no more TED talks, just torque talks. Torque talks, baby. That's <laughs> what we are. Welcome, bro. welcome, welcome to my torque talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's hard. Bro, uh, and you know what I'm saying? Take the successful like, stuff and just make make your own sauce with it. Fact. That's exactly what it was. Cause I'm like, I want to do TED Talks. That's always been a dream of mine. And then it was just like, I at first it was named Boosted. And then I'm like, 
nah, Torp Talk sounds better. You know, so that's what it is. And um, I still want to do a TED Talk, you know what I'm saying? But we're going to do Torp Talks until we get there. Yeah, bro. Nah, bro. You got to wait till TED Talk comes to you, comes to TED Talks. Ah, we don't do a cola. <laughs> You're gonna do a cola for sure. Uh, now, a- another thing I wanted to to bring up, completely switching gears here, um, but I just want to talk about like our alma mater because we all went to Ohio Wesleyan. We're all in the all in the same class, right? I've no- I know Dejel four years, and I uh, met Will later on, uh, especially in our video production class, just, but there has been so much stuff that has gone on with the Mm. alma mater, yo. There is, I don't know what's been going on, but um, I mean, they just let a bunch of stuff go. They cut journalism, which as you can imagine, did not well with me. Burns, Uh, my God, Burns. Burns, bro. I hope Burns is still there, dog. No way, no way. He's out. He's chilling. Was he retiring? Like, yeah, uh, I I think he was retiring, but he was always coming back to teach that one course that me and Dave yeah, had. he needed that one course. He needed, he needed that. Bro was as passionate as can be, dog. That dude started crying at the last day of class because he he and we meant so much to him. <laughs> Wait, Burns is um older glasses, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. if you know, if you know Burns, you know Burns. <laughs> yeah, he had the office in the radio station, right? Uh, I've never went to an office hour with him, but yeah, probably. It's only one Burns at OU, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. He's a sm- smaller guy. He, like, wrote about the observatory. always. <laughs> yeah, he got those rainbow rainbow suspenders, right, Deji? That's <laughs> With fun. the pencil on the side. No, but OU, man, it's, it's like you're saying, Keenan. I feel like once we left, we took all the energy with us, but it's just weird, man. I think... I think our class like had such an appreciation for Ohio Wesleyan, like knowing you we came there to be successful. Mm-hmm. And then it's just tough with once we left, like so much stuff was happening in the world that and Ohio Wesleyan is a place like any topic that's happening, you're basically talking about like right. someone's got something to say about it, you know? And I think with everything that's happened, like people have shifted their vision off okay this university creates successful people because i've always said like ohio wisdom creates a certain type of person like a certain type of successful person you know and i think with every like i said with everything happened in the world like people took that vision and uh, the eyes on this is a successful university and tried to just break it down by oh this is happening in the world why are we looking at it, Owu? You know, this is happening. Why is Owu doing this? Which, I mean, I guess it's natural, but I think that might be a big thing of why, you know, it's such it's so different now. Man, because um, it's it's a mic like in itself, Owu's a microcosm. It's so tiny, you For know. Sure. So, I mean, my high school had five thousand more people than Owu. Crazy, right? It spreads, any news spreads. I think that um, there's a lot of students who are upset. On, and it's a couple of things. I think um, some of it is rightfully, you know, driven. There's a lot of things going on as far as like race, too, at OU that like, you know, people are upset about, you know. Um, it's been that way for a long time at OU. People were upset about like the underrepresentation of like, Black people, of people of color, you know. Um, I remember people were super salty about 
how the HBC was constructed different than the other schools. Oh my God. You know what dude. I'm saying? They downgraded it, bro. Downgraded it, you know, and there's that type of stuff. But then at the same time, like, I think that, um, after us, right, there was a there's a huge culture of like cancel culture, you know, so people are really sensitive, you know, and it's like, oh, you can't do that. I'm mad. Like, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of that going on right now, too. Like that drop off of maturity of like, yo, you're you're not going to like everything that happens to you. You're not always going to like it, you know, but now everyone's so sensitive. They're like, oh, I don't I don't. Um, this doesn't work for me, so you know. I feel like they don't know how to read. Like you said, like it's it's that that reaction after of like, yeah, okay, this might not work for you. Okay, well, let's try to find a solution that does work, not just shut down and and push everyone out. Or you know what I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of students that I've talked to have been upset about the fact that they feel like Ohio Wesleyan doesn't listen enough to the students. Actually, right, um, which is right. Like they're yeah, right. No. I want to say something on that too, which I think is deeper is they don't listen as much as you should, but then you got to also think, are you talking to the right people? I mean, look at our senior year, Kenan. We sat down, me and you sat down with Rock Jones in a, in a room, me and you, Rock Jones, talking about deep stuff. Like, do you think that administration from Ohio Wesleyan is really going to listen when the only thing that you are doing or is posting it on social media, posting a, a big page on Instagram. Like, yeah, that's, that's a piece into the social eye. Like we talked about, it's a social world, but you got to understand also, like if you want to make the change, you got to go to the right people that can actually make the changes you're asking for. I agree. No, no, I, I agree with you too. I actually, I, so, so a little, little story here. I, I when uh when I found out the journalism department was cut, right? Because that was like my whole world, pretty much. That was that was one of my worlds, you know, Phillips Hall and stuff. When I found out the journalism department was cut, I was I was pretty upset. So, uh, you know, you know how you get those texts from those like telethon people asking for for money and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I I probably shouldn't have done this, but I accidentally just went off on this one poor girl in the telethon department. I was like, listen, who does this? Da, 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 da. And then she, be, because I got it, because someone uh, else from the journalism department who I majored with, Alexi, you guys probably know him. Um, he pretty much said the same stuff I did, but I went a lot harder and a lot deeper. Uh, so I definitely should have not uh shouldn't have said that but yeah back to talking (laughs) talking talking to the right people man i mean i had i had countless one-on-one meetings with rock as editor and chief of the transcript and uh it wasn't a and i mean some of the meetings i mean sometimes they just don't like to talk it's they don't and at the end of the day you're never going to be able to please everybody like you said like oh who's so small that for example you're going to have 20 kids uh, viewing it this way, 20 kids viewing it another way, another 20 viewing it that way. And all 60 of those kids can make communication about what they're feeling. You know what I mean? It's not like you're at a large university where it's like it might get pushed under one. Like you come to somebody with something at Ohio Wesleyan, they're going to understand it. You know what I mean? They're going to hear what you're saying. And I think it's tough for, say, example, Rock Jones. How is he going to please three different groups of people? Like so, someone's going to have to take the back, you know, the backdrop of it. I think that's also t- 
tough on administration and higher up. And you know, I work now with Eastern uh, Michigan and their academics with football and other sports. So I see from a background, it's like there's so much that needs to be changed and everybody understands that, but you got to understand like there's methods of changing stuff and it's the right people only, you know, certain people can only do certain things for you over certain topics, you know? I agree. But at the same time, I agree with the students because like I'm the person that's like, yo, if you don't like something, change it. You know, sure. And um, for me, I have a love-hate relationship with Owu. I know a lot of people who don't like Owu, but you know, I appreciate it because I was able to go in and say, "How is this going to work for me? And what am I taking from this?" And I wasn't relying on Owu to do it. I did it myself. You know, it's like I'm here for film. I'm paying to go here, so I'm going to suck everything. Everything here is mine. Everything on this campus, I own, right? You work for me. The teacher, you work for me. I'm paying your salary right now. You know, like everything in the library, like as far as camera, lights, all that is mine right now. I'm paying rent. That's tuition. I'm I'm paying to rent all this stuff. And once I realized that, it's not so much you know, um, complaining, but it's ownership. Like, um, act as if you own this place. And what would an owner do? How would an owner carry themselves? An owner won't complain and expect, you know, it goes back to your point. It's like, yo, we're going to have a conversation, you know, because I want y'all to understand realistically, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of people, um, you know, they're only they're taught that the only way to get change is to protest. You know what I'm saying? But the one thing that we've seen over history is that protesting only it does bring change, but it only does so much. You know what I'm saying? And, it's and like, that's what I'm saying, too. Is it, and I want you to know, like, and everyone listening, I do think the students that are, you know, protesting stuff at a high Wesleyan, my my view is they're right, too. I personally think when you go to protest or anything, whether you protest, whether you post on Instagram, whether you go and talk, like as long as you're pushing for change, I can't say your change is not right. Right. Because that's right. how you view the change. But what I'm saying is, like, and exactly what Will said, he took it over of, okay, this is my mindset because I know it's truly going to make a change. Like, it's not me. It's almost like a bird's eye view of it. You weren't just looking from your lens. You were looking from Ohio Wesleyan lens, a professor's lens, mm-hmm. uh, administration's lens. It's like, okay, what's going to really create the change? I think that's something that a lot of students at Ohio Wesleyan need to maybe start taking a different look at it. Don't just look at it from your lens. Kind of have a bird's eye view of everything that's going on, and then you can really understand, like, how to make the changes. <laughs> And like take the time to listen, take the time to really because straight up and down, Owu's the one at risk. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's one thing that the students are understanding is like, yo, we run this shit. Like you know, like if if y'all do what we want, y'all will cease to exist. I need them to exist so I got my credibility. You know what I'm saying? I got that piece of paper. But like, it's it's. We're in a new age now where the people are taking back the power from the establishment. So I rock with that. I rock with that 110%. It's just, I would encourage them to 
to continue to move in that direction, but it's like, um, recognize where you're at and recognize like, all right, this is, this is what I really want. And this is how I'm going to get it and, and move like bosses. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I would I've always, one of the things that I will, that, that when we went there, that kind of always messed with me is like, for example, something big would happen and the way people reach out is like, they're going to write something on the Jays ground or there's going to, Right. Write something on library, which is like, okay, I get, I, I get, no, real talk. Like I get, you want people to see your, your message. But like you said, if you move in as bosses, you supposed to, you're, you're like, the main complaint is this school is not prestigious. Like I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So your, your plan is going to be, let me tarnish what we build. Let me go write spray stuff in the library. Let me go spray stuff on the J. And like anyone that knows that goes knows Owu, go to Owu. Like I've always viewed the J as like a kind of sacred place. Like, hey, see you on the J later. Or like, <laughs> see you on the J. Yeah, like, for sure. That's the J. It's like no, I'm joking. Love the J, man. It was senior senior week. The J was popping every day. Nah, man, I don't want to see no damn Chuck on the J, bro. Feel <laughs> me? I guess that, I thought it was just me for a while. I'm like, why? Why are you writing it on the J? And then you're gonna be mad. Administration, who is all the way on the academic side, ain't seeing your point because you want to write it on the ground that they don't even cross. Let me chill. Let me chill. That's funny. This man told him they speak your mind. Stay your truth. That's just you know? where I'm at, man. What I feel is? you, bro. I just I. I, I feel I empathize with the students. You know, I do want to drive that home where it's like I empathize with y'all because like you like like Keenan was saying, like they're cutting departments. That's frustrating. You know what I'm saying? That I'm I have a couple of professors that, you know, were furloughed that like are out of there and like we're having conversations and they're hurt. You know, and it's like I and then I hear on the back end is they let them go and then they get rehired for their position. So it's like, man, what are y'all doing? Like, what's really going on over there? Because you're dealing with people's livelihoods. Yeah. You're dealing with people's futures. So I don't know what's going on with leadership, but it's like, if they don't get it together, and this is just brass tacks fact, if they don't get it together, then it will crumble. So if they can't please the students, you know, if they keep getting that uproar, freshmen, I mean, seniors in high school aren't going to want to come into school over there. No. no matter how many nice apartments and whatnot they get, they listen because everything is on social media now. They see it like hashtag Owu. If they hit hashtag Owu and all they see is, oh, fuck Owu. Owu's trash. Oh, don't go to Owu from the students. That that retention rate is going to go down because people are going to bounce. And then that acquisition rate is going to go down because people aren't going to show up. So, you know, fact is students know that. And it'd be good for admin to know that as well yeah. and, and meet them on a level. You know what I'm saying? Meet them and actually figure out a way to make them feel heard. Like for real, do that because there's a way to to um, have people feel that they're being heard. There's a way to do that. It's like you read, read what I would do if I was um, old admin, I would reach out to these these um, these leaders because the leaders 
show themselves on social media. Like you can identify with the leaders of the people who are standing up for their fellow um, students. I would reach out to them directly and say, all right, can we have a sit down? Let's talk about this and really have a game plan. Like, all right, what's your concern and how can we help? Let me be transparent with you and show you our plan. And you tell me how this works for y'all. And then we'll tell you what what you guys are saying works for us. It's all about... Um, collaboration and coming together yeah 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 yeah. you bring up a good point i think uh transparency all all around uh everybody needs to be more transparent with everybody and and not just you know just not just uh right i mean that could be even a, a broader topic you know everybody in the world needs to be more transparent with each other but um but I do want to bring up an example here in terms of lack of transparency. So, you know, the transcript, right? The transcript is like the sort of the The source, uh, the source. Right. But the problem is, is they is when I was editor or even before that, they decided to ban all of the transcript uh, reporters from the faculty meetings, which were the only students allowed in the faculty meetings. What? They decided to completely ban us. So we couldn't go to the faculty meetings. So therefore we couldn't provide that transparency wow. of what was actually going on. And the only, only information I got was from my, the chair of my journalism department who fought for us tooth and nail every single time. And he, he was absolutely fed up with the rest of the faculty. But the only information I got was just from his notes about what they did and i could only i could only write on that there was no real context or anything of that because they i, I don't know if they were trying to i, I doubt they were like trying to hide something but just in ter- talking about that transparency factor you know built keeping that trust with the students if you ban student news uh, student journalists who are still learning by the way from faculty meetings and they are the only voice from those faculty meetings to the students itself i i i, I don't see where i definitely no, that's don't see actually that. real. and it goes like that's a great example of kind of what i went through with say ohio was in football right because we always everyone you know we've had immense of potential we had ballers, you know what I mean? Right. But we never put it all together. And it was a lot like that. Like, for example, coaches would be having meetings and then come in, you know, our team meeting and not feel like they can be transparent with it. Feel like, you know what I mean? And even there was a time, so my senior year, there was a time we told the coaches straight up, we want just a players only meeting. So, cause you got 150 guys. With Ohio Wesleyan's schedule, there's no way you can ever put 150 people in the same room throughout the day. You know what I mean? Like our schedule, someone's got a one to four class, someone's got a 12 to one, someone knows they hit their workout at 3 p.m. You know what I mean? And we had the meeting, we came out, took over on Kenyon. I mean, we snapped on Kenyon, beat them a homecoming. And then after that, the coach was like, no more players only mean because we feel like you guys are trying to just like take over our culture. <laughs> I can't even lie about this. I can't even lie about this. Look, I cannot lie about this. I I wish I was. And it's like the same thing, like you talked about Keenan, like for example, like you guys felt like that was your time when everyone could be transparent, give the real, understand each other. 
just like our players, because at the end of the day, coaching only matters up until game time. Then it's like, all right, we got to play. You know what I mean? And it, that's exactly, like I said, like it's just kind of a commonality at Owoof. Everyone's always thinking, hey, it's my way or the highway, our agenda, and we don't want to really hear from anyone or let people come together to build something better. Damn. He said, he said what? Said nope. That is so funny, bro. I ain't throw the, I ain't throw the name, but... <clears throat> That's all I'm gonna say. Man, that's the thing. Like, people gotta stop living scary, bro. Like, stop being afraid that someone's gonna take your spot. Stop being afraid that you're gonna lose control. Like, have some faith. Lead. That's what a leader does. A leader brings people together and and um listens. I think one of the greatest attributes of a leader is to listen. What do my people want? What do the people that are following me want? What are the people, what do the people under me want? That is a leader. Leaders think like, oh, it's power thing. I have control. Like, nah, bro, being a leader ain't about you. It's about everyone else. And yeah. we see the best teams, right? To speak to the point of y'all, y'all, um, players meeting we see the best teams the coaches let them do what they Take do ownership yeah they let them like i was listening to an interview with like the golden state warriors and kerr was like i don't really do anything like they i just let them play you know i i i feel the void that are there i speak to them when they need some encouragement i feel in where i need to but for the most part i let them go and govern themselves because he knows that when you put a limiter on that you're going to prevent them from doing what they do. When you when you stop letting people into the 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 war room or wherever the playroom, you're starting. You're going to lose trust of your students. Like that's so backwards. Like and that's straight up fear. Because what's probably happening is they're saying, "Oh, we let the transcript in. They're going to have an opinion on what we're talking about." Or not even that, because y'all were just giving brass tacks. Like these are the facts. This is what's going on. Right. That's the job, dude. Exactly. The reporter, like that's your job is to give the, the public the truth. Right. And they're probably worried. Oh, man, they're not going to like this. They're not going to like this um, agenda that we just passed. They don't like it's it's awesome. Like we all know that what's done in the dark is so that people don't see it in the light. They're afraid of yeah. something. But we live in a new day now where people are like, nah, because we need to know what's going on because we're not blind no more. So that's what's going on. With a lot of students, that's what's going on with, you know, like that's, that blows my mind that they stopped letting y'all go in there. That's crazy. Hey, Dana, I got a question with that, though. I got a yeah. question for you about this. And this is media and also that. So, like Will talked about, your job, no matter what, is to get a fax, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, media today, overall and that, how much do you think, like, people don't view what you're saying as factual and that kind of makes them shut down. Like for example, they stopped letting you guys in. Do you think it was a little bit because they felt like what you were reporting wasn't right? Or do you think it was more of you was exploiting too much? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it was, it was kind of before, it was kind of before my time. So I didn't really get the whole thing, the, the whole gist of it. And they, to be honest, they never really gave a reason. They just kind of voted and they voted and uh and they voted they voted us out unfortunately i it must have not must have been because they didn't want us to to actually report something like see that's what i'm saying it's either like 
Because you look at look at media now, like for oh example, my God, bro. Don't get me so started. just an example. KD and Kyrie was on a podcast talking, right? Everyone know Kyrie speak truth. He might speak too much of it, which turns Burn, people off sometimes. Burning right? sage, bro. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, with the media nowadays, I just feel like it's a common line of one, like they're not even speaking facts. Mm-hmm. Two, they're speaking too many facts, and, and then like three, like. Most times when you're speaking too many facts, that turn, p- turns people off. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Okay. So so we, we talked about this before, and, I, and I'm going to use uh, – obviously, I talked about this on the first episode, but um, I don't think Will has heard it, so I'm going to talk about it with Will, too. Bring it in. Sports media. Okay. It's all – all sports media is about, right, is a pretty much profit. Okay. The way you get profit – is by clicks, views, stuff like that. The way that you get clicks, views, stuff like that is not necessarily reporting the facts, but having some bogus-ass opinion from some dude that has never played sports in their life. Like, for example, you look at this dude, Nick Wright. I don't know where this mother – where this guy came from. Pardon my language. But listen, pretty much – Everything about media nowadays is all about profit. I mean, that's why, like Deji, you know, you know, I sent you the like ESPN like top ten. Yeah, KD right? wasn't top ten. What? <laughs> they had KD. Will. Will they had a list? They put out a list. KD wasn't top ten in the NBA no more. I said off of the, what? That's <laughs> what we do it, right? But but that's what I'm saying. It's those that's kind of badness. opinions. What was the top ten? What was the top ten? All I oh. know is KD wasn't in it. That's all that. Nah, KD. Kyrie was, was like 19 too. No that's no 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 no. KD was no. It was no Deji. So Kyrie was like 11 or 12. It was Luca that was over KD at like four, and KD was like seven or some nonsense like that. All right, that's refrain, crazy. Refrain my thing. Bro. Top five. Let me go down. Even top yeah. five. Yeah, he's definitely top five. Are we talking? He top three, and he not two, and he might be one. That's right, that's awesome. where we at. That's it. But but that's what I'm saying. It's it's those kind of like lists that create clicks and create views, which end up create creating like content. Like if you look at the Sports Center, uh, the Sports Center Instagram account, right? It's run by this dude named Omar. Who, if you don't know who Omar is, he created this huge channel called uh, house of highlights right and he no offense to him but he is absolute trash at running that sports center account bro this dude got like uh this dude flight reacts like react into the warriors 62 like uh, something like that it's got like He's pretty much putting all these YouTubers and TikTokers on. It's really nothing about sports, nothing about sports anymore. But again, that's what drives clicks and that's what drives views. And in the end, that's what drives profit. So obviously, because in this country, we're so individualized and we're all about the money and all this other stuff, unfortunately, that's what's going to take over in the end. And uh, same thing with just regular media. Media has become so biased nowadays that it's taken away like the basic fundamental rules of journalism right which is to be unbiased right you report the facts you know and 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 there's even like the big companies right may even have um inadvertent bias within their own headlines so they might not like think that they're being biased but in the headlines that they're right 
Yeah, they're swaying. They're swaying. So, for like, let me give you an example, right? So, most recently, we had three head, three head coaches fired. We had the Jets head coach for the NFL, the Jets head coach, the Chargers head coach, and the uh, uh, Jacksonville. Uh, no, Jacksonville. Oh, uh, yeah. Ja- Jaguars. Jaguars. Morrell? Morrell. Morrell. Now, listen to these headlines. Okay. The Jaguars and head coach Doug Marone have parted ways. The Jets and head coach Adam Gase and uh, the Jets and head coach Adam Gase have parted ways. The Chargers have fired Anthony fired Lynn. The one black coach. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's yeah. If, if that doesn't. And I honestly think Anthony Lynn was probably a better coach than both of the other. Boys. I mean, Anthony Lynn was balling with Justin Herbert, a rookie quarterback. Only, I mean, yeah, they just, like what? Weren't they doing decently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were doing pretty good. I mean, they all, like I said, it's all an agenda. And I think another thing is, I tell people this all the time. Once Kyrie said it, it came so clear to me. Like the media and a lot of people in this world are just pawns, bro. They're so sucked into systematic thinking. Mm-hmm. And I mean, whether it's media, whether it's videos, like they think, whether it's basketball, like, oh, I got to do this. I got to say this in order to get here. You know what I mean? Right. When it's, when it, the realistic is you got to, you got to do your own thing. Yeah. You got to take stuff from other people like we talked about earlier. But at the end of the day, if it's not genuine, it's not authentic, like it'll, you're just going to get caught, put into the system and then just be working for someone else's vision. Uh, people got to stop being afraid, bro. Like you live in a society, you live in a world where fear is the, you know, the dominant characteristic of many people. Right. And, you know, me being a man of faith, like my, one of my favorite verses is God hasn't given us the spirit of fear that's created by man. Like that's created by the system that says, all right, you need to work with us or you're going to get chewed up and spit out. So people are afraid of, all right, let me give the real, because if I give the real, then I'm going to, you know, lose myself. The new thing is cancel culture, right? It's, oh, you can't say this or you're going to cancel. You can't speak your mind or you're going to cancel. Now, I agree at the root of everything, there needs to be respect. There needs to be love. There needs to be mutual of uh, mutuality of seeing one another, right? Understanding we're humans. But at the same time, it goes back to facts are facts are facts are facts. If I'm not getting the real, then I don't know how to be real, right? If I don't, if someone can't tell me like, oh, Will, you messing up, bro, because they're afraid of what I'll say or bite their head off, I'm not going to get better. So it's like, but we live in a society again that is creating, I think, honestly, is pushing us to be docile and, 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 um, Status, like they don't want us to move. They don't want us to be. They don't want us to have an opinion. And they're they're doing it in the sense that they're saying, oh, they want to convince us that it's our idea. You know what I'm saying? Like like you said, the media, it's run by big companies. The like all the entertainment is being bought up by Disney, right? So they decide what they want to put out. They decide what they want to show the world. It's the same thing with media. Like they decide what they want to show, like the big bodies, ESPN, FS1. 
They decide the headlines. They decide what they want to speak on. They decide, Stephen A. Smith, this is what you're going to talk about today. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be your opinion on this today. Give us some rah-rah, you know, because they love that. You know what I'm saying? And then before you know it, we're saying um, to each other, you know, people be telling me this all the time. Oh, well, you can't say that. I'm like, fuck. I, I just said it. What do you mean? Like, well, you can't say it. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? It came... I didn't mean to disrespect nobody. Like, and you know, I didn't want to disrespect nobody. So I said it, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that we have to lose that fear. Like I'm a huge fan of Dave Chappelle. He talks about it all the time. He like, yo, people try to cancel me for saying this, that, and the third, but shit, I'm gonna say it, you know? And he says it and he's one of the biggest names. He's an example of that person that, who who says I'm going to do it whether you like me or not? Kyrie, one of my favorite, not only basketball players but people. He's like, yo, f the media. Marshawn Lynch, yo, f what y'all talking about? It's not that I don't, I hate, um, I hate. It's not that I hate reporters. It's just that I hate the system that y'all are abiding under. Y'all know damn well y'all shouldn't be asking me some of these questions. Y'all trying to rile me up and and get a line. So it's like we I, I always encourage people is to adapt themselves and just accept themselves and be themselves, obviously work to be better. But at the same time, don't let the constraints of society, you know, tell you how you're supposed to live and how you're supposed to move, because that's when we become shells of ourselves. And that's what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still a culture of, uh, of people. Uh, really um really feeling good off of off of what people think of them like like i mean i mean you 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 know how i mean you know how it is with social media now you know oh like you get like 300 likes on an instagram post right you feel good right you feel validated so that's the culture nowadays right and and it's and it's and it's kind of saddening to see that it's uh, uh, that people aren't are aren't being back going back to the transparent thing aren't really being themselves right um, because you know all these people are now behind screens um, unfortunately so yeah man it's it's a crazy world we live in boys I'll tell you that much I'm proud of y'all though y'all doing your thing hey I'm proud of y'all too I done le- I didn't learned a lot today. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us on, Keenan, man. And wait, are we wrapping it up? We- I don't know. Daisy, Daisy, so tired. Daisy's so tired from his slump Sunday. So, so it's oh, all. Good. What you talking about? I'm full <laughs> I was just. I, I mean, y'all was over here saying, "Hey, that's our that's our talk." I was just saying, "Thanks for having me on." My bad. Daisy, like, all right, I'm about to head out, y'all. Like, <laughs> no, I'm here. I got. You. I got nothing to um, talk about, bro. <laughs> That's funny. No, I mean it's is yeah, it's it's really um it's really insane. But yeah, no, I mean this is why like I love having talking to you guys and having you guys on because we always have a we always have a, a, a amazing, amazing conversation and, and your minds are so so bright. I, I do wanna uh touch on one one more topic though, because you guys are both both very intelligent and very uh uh influential like black men and stuff like that i i, I want to ask about this whole black ncac thing that came out you seen that the whole nah, uh, the whole instagram account you, you ain't seen that no nah, what what is it 
So pretty much is an Instagram account where all these people are anonymously, you got to look it up on Instagram. It's called it's black NCAC. All these, um, all these, uh, people are anonymous, uh, anonymously putting in their own stories of, uh, like racial abuse and stuff like that throughout the North coast athletic conference. So it's all the schools. Um, it's not just Ohio Wesley and it's really weird. I just, I, I don't know. I just oh, thought, out here. yeah, exactly. 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 People, people share their thoughts. So I don't know if you had seen it or not. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. If you had Deji looks like he won't even go near it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you this, man. I mean, this has been my thing about social media for the past couple months, I guess is end of the day. Like you said, uh, people just wanted people to be like, oh, okay, he like I got 100 likes on this, I got 200 likes on this. Like, I'm at the point now where if it's not genuine, it don't matter. Like, share your stories. I'm all about that. Share everything, but make sure you're sharing a story to help change, not just sharing a story maybe to bring someone down to feel like, oh, they posted me on NCAC, Black NCAC. Like, how about you actually call the NCAC and tell them straight up this story and they might see it. Like, I just don't view all this political stuff that people are putting on, like, oh, woo and stuff are putting on Instagram. Like, yeah, that's your way of getting it out. But like I said, like, you got to have a true way to change it. And that needs to be the approach moving forward, I feel like. Sure. But I, I get the stories. I get a bunch of people's stories are real. Like, like I say, make sure the right people are hearing those stories. Like half of the people on Instagram that are probably seeing the story, you probably already told the story too. Gotcha. Oh, so NA, NCAC is our conference. Yeah. It just hit me. Coastal Dang, Athletic sorry. Conference, yeah. See, yeah. bro, one thing about me is like when I went to OU, bro, as y'all saw, like, I was at class and then I was gone. Like, I'd be like, all right, y'all, I'm going to catch y'all, you know. Um, but, I mean, I think that if you feel this is the best way for you to get your voice out, do it. Yep. You know, if if you have a qualm, voice it. Um, do I think that it is... Um, I mean, I'm not going to follow it. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to spend time on, on that because, like, I know what's going on. We know what's going on. We all know there's a lot, Delaware, there's racist people out here. There's racist people everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I think that it goes back to what Daisy's saying is where are you putting your energy? Because for me, my philosophy is, yeah, I recognize that the world can suck point blank what am I gonna do to change it yep. you know like I'll, I'll voice like yeah you know it's gonna be sh- you're gonna have shitty days you're gonna have days where you're gonna have to go through it you're gonna have days where you're gonna have to deal with racial inequality I've been dealing with him my whole life my thing is I'm gonna push whoever I would use this platform right to encourage people I would use this platform to, you know, uplift people. I would give I would give this platform to, you know, um, that's what I use my platform for. You know, I use my platform to uplift, inform, push, encourage. And I think that 
one thing that I always encourage people not to do is get too caught up in the muck, in the mud, you know, because a lot of times we like to dwell in sorrow. We like to dwell in controversy. We like to dwell in, um, you know, um, pain. You know, it's just like, ah, oh, ooh, that suck. <laughs> like, let's talk about it more, you know? And while I do feel that, I'm like, all right, cool, voice it, you know? But my thing is always like, what are we doing tomorrow though? Like, how are we gonna change it? You know, today sucks. What are we doing to change tomorrow? You know, and the day after. And I will, and that's my point on that, where it's like, all right, cool. We, we see, we, we hear it, you know, but are we trying to destroy these establishments because y'all still going to them? You're still going to them. Are we looking to change these establishments? And I think that people have to have that at the forefront of their mind, because if they don't, they'll end up uh, destroying something that they don't really want destroyed. They just want changed. So it's like, be aware. Be aware of your end goal and always keep that at the forefront because in in anything, right? If we start a business, say, for instance, my goal is to um, build Torque, right? That is my goal. And all I did every day was talk about how I want to build Torque. You know, oh, dang, if I if Torque was this, I would do, you know what I'm saying? We never build Torque. So it's talk about it and do things to get me to build torp. So it's like, yo, if you're upset about this, talk about it, but let's start making some steps to change it and change it with love. Always lead with love. Always leave with, lead with, you know, um, humility. Because one thing that people have to be afraid of, and this is what I was seeing, you know, and I'm digressing back to like the, um, um, back to the election, right? If people aren't careful, they'll be so mad at something that they become the thing that they hate, right? So, um, for example, when I was um, during the election, you know, and I, I didn't agree, I don't like politics, but one thing that I saw was, you know, Democrats becoming, having, having the same characteristics as Republicans. That yep. they support, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing, and I'm not trying to go into that, but I'm saying like with this, you have to say, don't, you're here. So you're here with purpose. So don't end up being somebody that's filled with hate and filled with hate. Like continue to love and, and push for change because that's ultimately what y'all want. So that's what I feel about that page. Um, I'm gonna pray for those people because they obviously are upset and dealing with things. Um, but you know, I pray that we all can and can see our dream realized, you know? So I didn't even yeah. know it was a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it if you had seen it. Um, but yeah, man, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, you guys both bring up incredibly, incredibly valid points um, just across the board on, on all the topics. So, so I really appreciate it. Uh, I do got to wrap this up though. Cause I got somewhere to be uh, around 1230 or so. So, um, but thank you guys so much for coming on. Will Fairbanks, Deji Adebi, uh, my, my boys, the boy, boys in the corner. Yeah. Hey, you know it what it is. It's going to be everywhere, bro. It's going to be everywhere. When are, when are you about to post this? Uh, today or tomorrow, but I'll, uh, I created a, um, 
created a Facebook page too, so make sure you go like that. Too. Okay, cool. Um, everywhere. Everywhere. Crazy. I love you, man. I'm proud of you. Um, you gotta chat more, bro. I think it's go ahead. Personally, you know what I mean? Having someone as positive as you, like I'm a positive guy. I like to do that, but too. You know how it is sometimes like you you feel like you keep everyone so grounded, you gotta have people that, that keep you grounded as well. So that's Back, bro. I think about that all the time. So yeah, sure. you being great, Keenan. I'm very proud of you, man. I'm inspired. You out here, you're 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 the dream, bro. You're the dream. I'm trying to be like you, bro, for real. Daisy, we gotta talk. We already know about like the gym stuff. So yep. Keenan, we gotta talk. Let's do this for more sure. often. I love y'all. All right. Thanks again for Deji and Will coming back on to the KO'd Convo to uh, chat about a whole bunch of topics. I really appreciate them for that. Just super excited for 2021, guys. This is going to be a big year for the podcast and a uh, big year for all you guys. I know it. I believe in it. And it's just going to be awesome. It's just going to be awesome. So um, thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. Reactor Productions. Take us home.